Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What up? You're listening to Always Accurate. I'm Jake. I'm Douchebag. And Douchebag. This is... Uh, we're off to a good start. You already. failed, Jake. Oh. You were supposed to roll with the punches. I was supposed to roll. Some, you just got know, knocked the fuck sometimes, out. Sometimes I roll with it. Sometimes I can't. This is a podcast about movies, about TV shows, about video games. About when two men love each other and they do 60 episodes of a podcast where they look at each other while they sit down Literally. and talk about stuff. <laughs> Talking, yeah, <laughs> Ryan. Apparently, before we before we started rolling officially, I don't know if pe- other people will hear hear this or not. They probably won't, Jake. Yeah, they probably won't. And if and if, in my honest opinion, about just about nobody should listen to this. Only thirty of you really ever do. <laughs> Statistically speaking, who's to say? Statistically but speaking, we found out that it's thirty. Two things tonight. Number one, Australian Siri. Way more charming than regular American Siri. The yeah, boring, fuck America. Bland Siri. ass American Siri. Uh, number two, she will actually make an appointment in in someone. to suck a dick at two p.m. tomorrow. Yeah. So that's from a, two to three. That's a fish. Yeah, for a whole hour. That's a lockjaw waiting to happen, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> that's a long time, my friend. It is very long time. Whoever um, is getting that dick sucked is probably not into it if it's going to take an hour. Yeah, probably. You're probably thinking or you're about, doing it wrong. You're probably thinking about other things at that point. You're How would you do it? What do you start with? What would I do? What, what would I start with? If I was on the receiving end or the giving end? Well, I mean, you're going to be sucking dick tomorrow from two to oh, three. True. So. It, is on my, it is officially on my yeah, so what You I put mean, it there. You I put did there. put it there. Also, here's the thing I don't understand. Siri's supposed to be calibrated in my voice, but... We sound exactly. We sound exactly the same. That's what she thinks. Maybe when we switch. Maybe when I switch the accent over, she's like, "All you Americans sound the same." It could be all you dumbass rednecks. I get that a lot about (laughs) white people looking the same. So you know, fuck it. You know what? It is kind of true, though. You you think think so? Yeah. You got a beard. I (laughs) know. That's what separates us a bit. (laughs) We both have reddish, brownish hair. We both We're enjoy both, a nice stroll on the beach. We both can't go outside shirtless for more than 10 minutes in the summertime without dire consequences happening for <laughs> us. Dude, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Otherwise, well, people will throw stuff at you or B, you'll just burn up spontaneously combust and die. Yeah. Both of us have never seen our reflections in a mirror before. That's so because we're vampires. Yeah, so there's that. And we're pasty. We're not vampires. We've, we've We're pasty. Been, we've been dead inside for many a year. So, yeah, unfortunately, that's true. Um, um, I think that's sad. Well, what's Jake. one of your most embarrassing sunburn stories? Oh. Or mo- <laughs> which one? Painful or embarrassing that you can think of? Um, one time I got a really bad, and I was probably just out of high school, 
and I went on a summer vacation with the fam. Yeah. And I got sun blisters all over my body to the point that I was sick. I had sun poisoning. Really? And my mom has a CRV, a Honda CRV, and I rode in the the back of that all the way, just shivering and shaking. But the weird thing about me is, and not a lot of people like this, but I enjoy hot water on a sunburn. So as soon as we got back to the house, you like that too? Yeah, I've done that too. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's like an itch whenever it's you get it just, just right. Scratches. Just it feels great. Head heart, but yeah. Well, I mean, you know, whatever. Pain for pleasure. My wife thinks I'm crazy, but I think it feels so good. It's like an itch. Like you know, you just get it the right spot. You're like, mm, yeah. It, oh, no, it's def- it's definitely unpleasant at first, but after you get past that first initial like. Oh, this kind of hurts. You're like, oh, it's, it's, it's like right. getting spanked not, by the dominatrix. Yeah, exactly. You, you, it's it's not the, it's not ideal at first, but then you're like, you know what? It's probably Beat fine. Beat them testicles Is up. It? <laughs> I think one of my most embarrassing, it wasn't the most painful, but one of the most embarrassing and just strange looking sunburns I've had. I was probably <laughs> a joint tie for first. The first was I was driving back home from college, um, I had stayed there part of the summer and I was coming back and I drove the entire way home uh, in the afternoon one time. So a three hour drive window down arm out where, yeah, I was wearing a tank top. So I came home with my left arm was bright, like deep, like lobster red. And the entire rest of my body was just white as could be. And it was that's pretty embarrassing. It is embarrassing. It's like, I can't like, did you wear, go in public after that? Uh, did you wear long sleeves? Uh, yeah. <laughs> just one sleeve. I really try yeah, to even it out one. Yeah. So just so nobody would knew that that one arm was very, very pink and red. Uh, I think, how did you not notice that? Like that shit hurts. It did. I didn't feel it at all. You got to smack it, you know, give it a nice yeah. smack. Like see the annoying thing about sunburn, the, burn. the annoying thing about sunburns is that you barely notice it until about like four hours after you come in out of the sun who are you right now i'm just saying like i, I, I notice it way sooner than i'm like oh, never, this burns a little I bit i never know that i'm sunburned when i'm outside it's only about like four hours later when i get in the shower i'm like oh you know what i think my scalp is burnt now yeah so this is gonna be a fun fucking few days isn't get it get the hat <laughs> grab the hat <laughs> Really should really should have put this on my head a little bit sooner in the day, shouldn't I? That's what she I think said. One of the other ones that was probably the worst was back when I used. Um, this is a recent conversion of mine. Back when I used to use the um, sunscreen that you sprayed on yourself, the aerosol kind. Oh yeah, I like that kind. Yeah, no, fuck that shit. Why? Uh, because your coverage is just completely fucking at random. Well, again, no. If you don't yep. pay attention, you got to get that shit right on there. You got to use half the like, half the can to make so sure you're I good. Did. That was my problem. So I you got to use way, half the can. The way that I had applied this was that I had done it in like rows where you like spray a row and then you move down, spray another row, and I got a big sunburn area that stretched from my left nipple down to my belly button. You didn't rub it in. You got to rub. I didn't know. I didn't do that. Up to much. So this is what happens when stupidity takes over. Then I had uh, basically an obtuse triangle on my chest of sunburnness that was stuck around for about two years. I think it didn't. People are going to be listening to this. It faded. Your family, your children faded. But it was still there. I knew it was there. And other people were like, hey, what's that? And I'm like, you know what? Don't, just don't. <laughs> At least it wasn't your ass or anything like that. That got sunburnt? Yeah. Like, yeah. No, these cheeks haven't seen the light of day in, in, in many, many a year, I don't think. 
well, mine do, but only when I'm extremely drunk yeah, at a exactly. parties. Only when you're extremely drunk in at basements. a bachelor party. <laughs> Dungeons, some people say. The, that's not the light of day. I mean, the they light was coming through the, the window. The dim light of the basement light. Yeah. It's always weird whenever you uh, expose yourself to your friends. Yeah. And no you one's expecting it, it. And no one else is as drunk as you. <laughs> you never know how they're quite how they're going to there. take it. But. I'm glad you were there. Yeah. You know, when I come to your house, you don't see any part of my body. But whenever we go out places, then you get to see all sorts of parts of my body. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Yeah, I do. You've, do, almost, I, you've seen me naked pretty only, much. Only when we're at Cody's house. Yeah, well, I mean, you've seen me naked pretty much. I mean, you've seen butt cheeks. You've seen me without underwear. I'm just no dicks. We've never been stranded at sea together. But if that were the case, I would show you. Yeah. I mean, if you're stranded at sea together, you've seen each other's dicks. Yeah. There's and I'm mean, like thinking like if we were sta- stranded at sea tomorrow, I mean, 2 p.m., you got an appointment to yeah, fulfill. My phone's already going off. It's, it's going to happen. Battery. It's going to yeah, happen. So. There's some dick to be sucked. Yeah. I like but how, I don't know if I can look you in the eyes again. I like how unspecified it was, too. It was just like, you know what? Just any nearby dick i guess it let me was, ask you a very, question it's a very general sort of thing you're a heterosexual male we both oh, are yep we are we are contrary to what some of you may believe after some or of so i've heard in high episodes. school um what would be pushing the limit for you and a friend uh you'll have to be more specific i think what would be the thing where you're like hey i'm uncomfortable right now I don't know. I feel like I'm comfortable with a lot of things. All right. We'll find out later. I'll report back. <laughs> Jake, we got some news this week. Yeah. Papa sure John said eat 40 or Papa John didn't eat 40 fucking pizzas in 30 days. He's a liar. <laughs> he said he would do it. He lied. I can't believe that this was worthy of. This is always worthy of us or anything else. <laughs> He's a fucking liar. He's also. What did he get fired for? He said the N-word several times. Yeah, but I think the way he said it. Oh, he said it with a hard R. Yeah, maybe that's what it maybe was. Maybe it was his company emails where he just went. <laughs> he, he It was on official Papa John's letterhead, but every but R I don't, was a capital R. <laughs> I don't think it was like derogatory towards anybody. I think he was just like, yo, you're my person. You know, like how some people say that with the N-word. Yeah, no, he said it with an R. Yeah, he said it with it the R, which, much which doesn't make it any when better you're, if you're a uh, white person. No, when you're white, you shouldn't be using either. But when you go with a hard R, that's definitely not the... <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to do that. I want to go. I think he was also one of those people that was, he blamed that was the, it was about two or three seasons ago in the NFL when we had the whole kneeling during the national anthem thing going on. And he said, Peyton Manning, you're not my best friend. Yeah, he basically was, he blamed the NFL for Papa John's not selling as many pizzas. Let me just tell you, (laughs) I'm going to break it down. Jake, a lot of places are reinventing themselves. Papa John has not. Now, they have re- worked on it recently, but Papa John's has not. They had that garlic sauce, which I love. I think it's great. But sometimes Papa John's gives you, like, fucking diarrhea. I've never had diarrhea from Papa John's. Well, don't go to the I'm, one in Kernersville. I think that depends on whoever's handling your food. That could be. We won't name anyone in specific. We're looking at you, Maury. 
Yeah, Maury. Maury. I don't know. I made that name up. How terrible is that name? That's not believable. Fuck me. God. Doesn't even sound like a real person's name. Um, who would give Maury a television show? Jake. (laughs) Jake was the person handling the pizza. Was not. He said, "Did you want sausage with this pizza?" I said, "No, I'm a vegetarian." He's like, "No, it's my dick." I'm like, "No, that appointment's tomorrow at two. (laughs) That still doesn't qualify. I'm still not quite sure about that one." Yeah, no, Papa John's is fine. I mean, I've had it recently. I like the. What's your favorite sauce. pizza place? I like. <sighs> I like Bricks Pizza. Bricks Pizza is really good. Uh, I grew up on uh, Pizza Hut, parceled Domino's. I think Domino's about like ten years ago, something like that. They were like, hey, "Pizza kind of sucks." So they owned it. Throw out our everything we've done so far and do a completely new recipe and it's much better they have good it is much better they have good and they have better prices too yeah mostly competitive but yeah i've always liked the garlic sauce with papa john's and the fact they put a pepperonici in there pepperonici love the chini fucking whatever it is that big juicy briny pepper that you bite into Oh yeah, 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 dude. Slow where I live, pepper. there is like a shit ton of pizza places. Like, there's Papa John's, there's Domino's, there's Little Caesars, there's, there's Pizza Hut. Here, there's Lido. Hungry Howie's, which is exclusive to this area. Basically, it really is. But Hungry Howie's is good. Remember when we used to do Hungry Howie's all the time? Hungry Howie's on the reg. <laughs> we did. We need to get back in that life. Maybe we could do that one day. Yeah, we we'll just cheese. have some beers and just get weird. Get some cheese. We can push our friendship to the next level and then not talk about it. You want sausage with this pizza? <laughs> no, you have pizza places near. There's got to be something on Windover. Oh, there, yeah, there's shit ton over there, over that way. Yeah, you're good. We've got we've had Papa John's delivered here before, so. Oh, have you? Yeah. Did you eat forty of them in thirty days? Yes, I did. You fucking liar. <laughs> Um, what else do we have in real news? In actual news. The Outer a- Worlds delayed on Nintendo Switch due to coronavirus impact. Well, here we fucking go again. <laughs> Another delay. Um, that seems to be the theme of coronavirus has done it to everybody. Things. Every video game I've looked forward to has been delayed <laughs> in 2020. So I'm still waiting for Psychonauts to talk about when they're going to fucking release their game. Wasn't there Destroy All Humans was supposed to come out this year too? Yeah, that's supposed to come out, but they're they only adding one more, huh? When were they going to talk about that? I don't know. They've been talking about it. When are they going to really talk <laughs> about been, it? I don't know. They've been done talking about it. Well, you're the wrong person to ask for this. <laughs> they've been done talking about it. They ain't saying nothing I want to hear, so I said, shut up. <laughs> well, uh,. <laughs> It's bad out there, man. <laughs> oh. Who who ain't tired of that bullshit? You know what I'm saying, Jake? It's all getting postponed. Yeah, well, I might buy this on PS4. Yeah, I it's a fun game. You get one extra mission. I've heard it's good. I've heard it's actually pretty short, so it might be worth just devoting some couch time to it and Yeah, just- dude. Because it, it's probably going to look like shit on the, once it comes out on the Switch anyways. So Yeah, get out there and get it. Especially if, you know, the development team, and I'm trying not to be insensitive, 
Oh, God forbid that we'd be insensitive. People have listened to this shit for like 60 episodes. This is the point where I draw the line. (laughs) Yeah, and there's no line. We could say all sorts of stuff. We've crossed it at multiple points. If you Uh, haven't come to expect it from us, then you should probably fuck off and die. Well, speaking of fucking off and dying, what'd you think of that Quiet Place 2 trailer? Um, Are you scared yet, Ryan? No. Do you need to cover your mouth? No, I'm my mouth. Your mouth is reserved for tomorrow. John, my mouth is probably reserved John, for tomorrow, too. John Krasinski, he's going to be back in some flashbacks, probably. Yeah, well, he's right. also directing, and his wife's also in it. So he's probably he's probably involved to this, you think? Yeah, I think it's going to look back at it, but it's also going to push forward with the... Look back at it. Mm, it kind of mm. looks like uh, Walking Dead to me at this point. It, it it looks like a big departure from the first movie. I've never actually seen the first one, but I'm familiar with it through. It was mostly in one place. Yeah. Um, this looks like it takes place. Quiet. It looks yeah. like there's actual talking in this trailer. So, well, they have more places distin- to hide. Stuff. Distinguished it from other. Well, they went ahead and showed the the monsters too. This go around. Yeah, they're like weird tarantula aliens that are blind, but they're very extremely sensitive to sound. So, like bats, you better be sneaking around, y'all. Yep. What do you think about that? <laughs> uh, sneaking around don't ever work. Let me tell you about that. Because but that's another story for another big old time. Tarantulas got to come get you. Um, speaking of John Krasinski, what do you? How do you feel about him being Mister Fantastic? Because he said that he would love it. I feel fine about it. I, he's really reinvented himself since the office and he's done that Amazon show where he's this agent Ryan. or something or other. He's like, Hey, I'm Jack Ryan or Reacher. Reacher was the Tom Cruise one. wasn't it? Yeah. Which was maybe good or bad. It just Which looked like maybe good or bad. It looked like every impossible. other Tom Tom Cruise generic action movie. Yep. Uh, this looked about the same, but yeah, I, you know, I like John Grzynski. I'm not sick of him. Yeah, I think he's very much aware of the persona that he carries to any individual project. So if there's any instance where he looks anywhere near a camera, he's like making the gym face. Yeah, yeah. we got to cut that shit out. We can't uh, we got I cannot look. I can. There's no shots in this show or this movie where I look anywhere near a camera. Let me give you my fantastic <laughs> four. I'm going to hit you off with it. All right. John Krasinski. Mr. Fantastic. Margot Robbie. Good. <laughs> you don't know Miss the Mrs. Fantastic or yeah, whatever. Was she's invisible and shit like that. She's got jet. Johnny Blaze. John Cena is who I'm thinking for the thing. Really? Yeah. I could see that. You could you? Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. And then oh, you'd have to use a new actor for Mr. Flame on. Um Johnny Blaze. I almost think was that guy Depp. from um, not Johnny Depp. No, <laughs> the guy who played Eggsy in um, Kingsman. Um, uh, Taren, Elton John. Taron, what's his name? Taron Gilliam. I thought something his last like name begins with an E. Aragon or something like that. Like the guy from uh, Lord Taren of the Rings. Edgerton. Yeah, that guy yeah. too. And that that's my Fantastic Four. That's good. Who would you put? I don't think John Cena would not gonna bring Miles Teller back. (laughs) Nah. Uh, I like Miles Teller, but no, that that last Fantastic Four seemed like a steaming pile of garbage. I didn't see it. Yeah, it was no good. 
Yeah, I would love to see them take another stab at this. And I think that was an excellent. All list. the movies have sucked thus far. <laughs> I have never watched. I've watched bits and pieces and I've watched enough to be like, man, this shit sucks. Fuck it. I can't wait to see what they do with X-Men again. Once they reboot that again, now that Disney officially owns everything. But I shoot Jackman. Well, they could, we'll see what they do with him. But yeah, the um, Dark Phoenix was fine. It went bad. They was, wanted to make it the scrolls be the, the enemy, but they didn't. But they were real boring. They went with something and they went with Jessica Chastain and she's an alien and some shapeshifters. What has she been in? And fucking everything. It feels like the last couple of years. Well, give me something, Jake. Interstellar. Oh, don't let me leave Murph. <laughs> don't let me leave. Murph. Was it Murph? Yes. Yeah, she was Murph. I was grown up Murph. No shit. And other things that I cannot think about. at this Perfect. This is where time. you want to get your fucking information from. Yeah. Two dudes who know shit about nothing. We have opinions. Look, we're Google. Jake is Googling it. Are you IMDBing or are you Googling it? Listen, Ryan. I oh, okay. I think it's about yeah, here time we that we buckled down and got on to the next thing. What? The, the internet? Yeah. Like how Jessica Chastain was in It Chapter 2. Oh, she's the redhead. Molly's Game and Zero Dark 30 and Miss Sloan and Dark Phoenix and Huntsman and Mama and The Martian. And the zookeeper's wife and lawless. My man is just reading this shit. Crimson Peak and Jolene. Jolene. Movie I have not. Jolene. Seen. <laughs> Jolene. Jolene. She has a movie called Blackbeard. It came out in 2006. That is about. Um, it was a porno about her porn. Uh, pubic hair. About her porn. Okay. About Very her good. pubic hair. It, yeah. Blackbeard. That's Which is her, what you her would vagina. definitely call Jessica Chastain's. Yeah. Well, yeah, Famously I recognize from it. Well, well, not in <laughs> not in X Men. She was blonde headed. She was also in The Help. I never saw that movie never with Emma Stone. That. Never seen that either. Well, you I know what? We we're, we're just dumb. I can tell you, it's got a seventy six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think about that? Mm, I think two more percent. You could call my name later. Uh, the Martian was the one I was thinking about and couldn't think of the name of the movie. Man, fuck Matt Damon. Was, because I was about Little to say the movie ass. where Matt Damon was stuck somewhere and needed help, but that's literally every movie he's ever been yeah, in. Yeah, Matt Damon always Sending is. How you like Ryan them apples? Stuck on the Martian. He was stuck in Interstellar 2 and they found him. He was he like, was. oh, I'm stuck on this planet. He was crying like a little baby bitch. Like, oh, my crew died. Now I'm going to fuck you guys. That over. movie where he shrunk himself and he's like, Shit, shouldn't have shrunk myself. Which is out on Hulu. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Matt Damon always needs some rescuing. You know what, Matt Damon? Jake has a meeting with you tomorrow <laughs> at 2 p.m. <laughs> where he's going to be sucking your own dick. Um, so Friends has agreed to, um, like, Boo. Chandler, Jennifer Anderson, Courtney Cox, uh, Phoebe, Joey. All those people. <laughs> Boo. Uh, I like how you swap between their the real names, names and actor names because you couldn't remember their actual no, I names. Do, I will do it. David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer. Matthew Cox, Perry. Matthew Perry. Lisa Kudrow. Yep. Suck a dick, Jake, at 2 p.m. tomorrow. 2 p.m. tomorrow. The six friends actors are reportedly expected to make between three to four million for participating in a special 
It's unscripted and it's an hour long. Well, it sounds like a real winner. <laughs> it just sounds like they're just going to go over shit and talk about the show and where they've been. What if it was the whole hour long thing was just them sitting in that coffee shop being like, remember this? And then <laughs> it just flashes back to friends. Like it's just a found footage thing. So the only thing they're filming is like about like 10 minutes of new footage. That's just and the rest stupid. of it's a clip show. Be like, remember when this happened? 15 years ago and they're like yes that was a funny memory or yes that was a sad memory or Lisa Kudrow is like yes remember that time that I was like freaking out about this thing but it turned out to be okay Courtney Cox was like hey smelly cat remember- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, do I think that this will be great David Schumer's like uh, hey does anybody remember me no fuck off Ross you know he had fuck the most off. he was like the main character if they went by lines and like how much screen time he was the main character he had the most out of anybody him and Jennifer Aniston fuck off Ross yeah <laughs> pretty boring the Ross worst fucking character on that show really yes I fucking hated Ross I was more of a Chandler guy you hated Chandler? No, I like I like Chandler. It was okay. my favorite. I like how I was like, I hate Ross. He was like, I'm oh, more of a Chandler guy. Yeah, I like Chandler. He's Fair more. enough. Pivot, pivot. But boring, that was uh, David Schwimmer thing. One. Not, a, not a fan of Joey. All his shenanigans he gets up. He was the dumb one. Yeah. The most relatable for me. Oh, Jay. In terms of life choices. <laughs> uh, I feel like every life choice I make such as a joke. Um, Rick Moranis is coming back to Honey, I Shrunk Kids. Well, does anybody care? No, nah, because that dude's old and who cares? He's still shrinking some fucking kids. He's into pedophilia. Um, what else? Uh, Wes Anderson has a new movie called The French Dispatch. We watched the trailer. Jake, tell me what you thought. I'm stoked for this. Are you? It's really good. I'm glad he went back to this style. I'm glad it's not. Yeah, the style's good, but I didn't think the story pulled me in. Um, We both like Grand Budapest Hotel. We do. We've seen a bunch of other candy asses. (laughs) Um, I've never seen Life Aquatic, I don't think, at least not completely. Um, Bottle Rocket, I liked. Royal Tenenbaums was okay, I guess. Moonrise Kingdom was another one. Gwyneth Paltrow showed her titties in that movie. In Royal Tenenbaums. She did. Oddly, I don't remember that. Well, it was right before she hooked up with her girlfriend or whatever. Um, but yeah, I like Wes Anderson. I, as I've said on probably several occasions, I studied film in college. So I think it was. A, he has a actual, PhD, motherfuckers. An actual, it was an actual requirement of my, my degree that I like Wes Anderson films. So. Well, that seems kind of like stupid. Well, it makes can't you, have your own opinion. It just makes you. It gives you that pretense of having that piece of paper and also being able to look down upon everybody else, which is something I would do whether I had that or not. So I would write my own piece of paper just so I could look down at people. Exactly. And like I, signed, I wrote this, and I you're terrible. Myself. But no, it it looks it looks fun. I like how Wes Anderson always works with the same set of actors and stuff. I love that he's got this repertoire with Bill Murray and several other of his actors he keeps revisiting and some other new ones we saw like Leah Sidhu um mm. always always good to see her and stuff she's a good actor actress sure. we're not doing this again <laughs> she's an actress Jake she is a woman actor is a gender neutral term no it's not it, <laughs> not in my book 
That's why they call it Best Supporting Actor and Best Supporting Actress. It shouldn't be separate categories. Well, a lot of things. Well, bathrooms shouldn't be separate, should they? But they are. So, you know what? Suck a dick at 2 p.m. tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) My phone just lit up again. (laughs) It knew. It knew. Um, Jake, do you think... Your appointment's not... Not, not for yet. another 12 hours. It's not time yet. <laughs> Epic Games boss says all politics should be removed from games. Do you think politics should be removed from games? What In what context was this quote? I don't fucking know. Do you think? I'm asking you. What do you think? I think that politics we, games. We live at such a time in our world that it's impossible for to separate certain things from, you know, the art or the content you're producing. So... <laughs> I love to think about a world where politics is not applicable, but that's just, anarchy. <laughs> exactly. See, if there's anarchy, then there's technically no politics. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I see where he's coming from from a marketability standpoint because he's like, "Hey, Fortnite's apolitical. Everybody's here to have a good time." But it's like. Isn't here to have a good no time company, at Studio Seventy Two. No company really has like is neutral about this kind of thing. They always prefer one over the other, and a lot of these big corporations do tend to lean economically conservative, but maybe socially more progressive or liberal. To because they're straddling that line between their bottom line, but also trying to appeal to the most people that they possibly can. So it's really, they're trying to have it both ways. So I understand where they're like, hey, we don't talk about politics. It's because we really want to have it both ways and appeal to the the biggest amount of people that we possibly can. So we're a bisexual, politically speaking. Exactly. We're trying to appeal to all people. <laughs> yep. Trying to cast a big net over everybody. <laughs> yep. Can't eat, can't sleep, fuck everybody. Well, so. let's move on to our next um, thing mother reunites with deceased daughter in vr recreation now this is more of a moral kind of thing for me i what do you think about that i haven't watched this tell me about it well i haven't watched it either but oh. i'm just reading the headlines so welcome to almost accurate well you will get almost accurate information you'll get almost half i will put it there for you to read it i will put it there but i'm not gonna watch it because i'd rather die that's dumb uh, why would i do that me personally i would think uh, i think that is it's, just it's a cock tease i i wouldn't put cock in there i would, I would put cock all in there um that sounds absolutely like a traumatizing experience it's in it's insane we have that technology to be able to do something like that but i don't know if I would be able to bring myself to do something like that to to put on a helmet and either see or talk or I don't I don't even know like it reminds me of that Black Mirror episode with uh, the guy who plays New Captain America wherever he goes in this video game with his best friend and they end up fucking but uh, because one's a woman one's a man and he's like yeah yeah well, you gotta see it but it's kind of like that wherever it's. I don't know. Living in reality is not as satisfying as living in VR. I I could see that. And, you know, it that is a common thing in science fiction where people are more disconnected. 
from the real world and more connected to a different sort of reality like this. And I see, I understand the appeal of it. I mean, I do the fact that you're bringing back loved ones and friends and lost relatives through this kind of technology is a haunting sort of thing. Um, I, I can imagine that being an emotional experience, but I don't know. I feel like it's too far. In some ways, yes, I, I could see that being an extremely like an emotional thing for that that the person that did that. that well, you're creating new memories with something that's really not there. Yeah, it's blurs the lines. It's something that I don't think that I would do just for that reason because I don't want to. I don't know. It's it's kind of like you said. I don't want to form memories with something that's not really there, mm-hmm. and that scares me. That's not like a joke. Like that is something that legitimately is like if something seems really real, but it's not, it's almost like you're blurring the lines between what's a, a, you're, you're blurring the lines between different realities. And that kind of freaks me out a little bit. Well, let me ask you, does it freak you out? If you thought like, Hey, it's like porno, like you <laughs> form a relationship with somebody based on sex, but it's really just through VR or in the real world. let's face it guys like us it's always in the vr uh i don't think that's really applicable i think you're talking you're speaking well i know you you speaking to different emotions there but it's emotional bonding right potentially potentially you become obsessed (laughs) this is somebody that you care about and you love because you've had sex with them or whatever through vr right and now they're not real kind of like the daughter there it's, it's new a, memories it's a crushingly empty feeling i think and it we'll have to see where that technology goes i think that oh, it could be dangerous you no know, you can see more black mirror stuff like that popping up in 10 20 years where people are like i'd rather just stay in this than go back to my normal shitty life so yeah there was a movie with bruce willis where that happened to him um and i think that kind of kind of brought that idea Long for me. Um, yeah, I think building memories and stuff is something that's not there. It's not real. Not a good idea. It's it weirds it weirds me out and it it genuinely does make me feel a little bit uncomfortable. But. Well, you know they're cloning people's pets now, right? That's Meryl Streep, she has like a couple of her pet her favorite pet cloned a couple of times. That would make me feel so weird. And it's it's like cheapening the memory. We, we really are like living in the fucking future, aren't we? <laughs> kind of, sort of. We but have not to talk really. about these moral and ethical things and be like, well, we can do this, but uh, I don't know if we should. Some of these things. Um, Jake, we're gonna get to the meat of it, man. What's the meat of it, man? Um, so birds of prey. So there's conflicting reports here. This is what we're reviewing this week. Um, where they said they were the opening box office was not good. Now you said you had five people in your theater. I had about seven people in my theater at eleven thirty on a Saturday. You went on a Monday night. Um, they changed the title name supposedly, but then they said they did not change the title name. So, just a few hit you with a few numbers here. Birds of Prey had the worst weekend opening of any DC film to date. It earned 33 
1.2 million in North American theaters after they had projected 56 to 60 million. You know, so fucked up. Less than half. <laughs> well under half. Um, which is strange because it's received like genuinely positive reviews from a lot of uh, mainstream news outlets. I think it's going to be one of those cult things. And spoiler alert, this news outlet as well, because I think it's actually pretty good. But it was an action movie to me. I feel like people soured on this after Suicide Squad and they, they are still kind of. But Harley Quinn was like the everything I had seen, like people were Harley Quinn, Harley, Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn. Um, I think that it's more poised for like female viewers, especially the beginning, because it was more towards a breakup and stuff like that. Potentially. But I think that a lot of people were myself included. Like I'm not questioning Margot Robbie's ability as an actor. I think she is great. I think that she can absolutely deliver everything that's expected of her and more. But I think that the character of Harley Quinn, I was reticent on the fact that can she really carry an entire movie by herself? Can that character do it? Is it going to get a little irritating after a while? Yes. I found it not to be that bad. <laughs> At the beginning, I if did. If she has someone to play off of. If if I could see that being a potential issue, if you're like, hey, we're going to do more Birds of Prey sequels, like, you know, who are you going to pair her with? Where it's like, you know, Harley Quinn and the other straight man where she's like, oh, you really are crazy, aren't you, Harley? You're up to well. They really to have some, to push that, don't up they? Up to some nonsense, aren't you? You're just <laughs> you know. It's they they touched on this a little bit where her and the kid, and it's like, oh, she's a little bit wacky, but maybe she's still kind of normal or whatever. Like, but she'll double cross you. But she'll double, yeah, exactly. She'll sell you at the first chance she gets. So it. I don't know where they would go from here if they decided to do another sequel from here, but based uh, on are, no. based on the box office, it doesn't look super positive on that front. Which is kind of sad because... This is good. You, you know... well, I like, I like this better than Shazam. Um, I think this is easy. I kind of like this better than... I, I like Shazam better, I think. I think this is better, honestly. I thought Shazam was funny in parts, but I think that... I don't know. I just liked the way that this was approached differently. Maybe a, the the R rated, the fact that this is rated R, maybe they've no the holds writer, The writers were opened up to more possibilities, and it seemed more like a real world thing where Shazam still had. It was more fantastical, you know. It was based in like here's an ancient wizard, and we've got like demons and shit, Adam Brody portals, and <laughs> um, Adam you know, Brody. And all of a sudden, we've got like magic powers that turn these kids into buff twenty-five-year-old Adonises. Yeah, this was much more grounded in the sense that yes, and it no. was believe- more grounded. It was believable. It was wacky. It wasn't grounded in the sense that I believe that this could be a real world, but the world that it presented made sense. And the fact that this is a Gotham that's sort of bright and colorful. And yes, there's probably Batman out there somewhere. He's referenced multiple times mm-hmm. at the end of the movie. It was too. And at like the animated beginning where she's like, I got locked up by the Batman and then I got out and then I got back in. Then I met the Joker, you know, <laughs> you know how that goes, but banged it out a little bit. Um, it was, it was a believable world that it set up in the fact that there's the Joker's like gone missing and there's like a vacuum and people tr- are trying That's to. That's because Jared Leto's not coming back. 
I wonder why. I I did. I was slightly bothered by the fact that they referenced the Joker that many times and refused to show him in any way, even in like a flashback. Well, they kind of did. Where it's just like a cartoon. Dude, a dude with <laughs> green hair with his back to the camera. <laughs> even something like that would have been like, okay. Like, you know, kind of like how they did at the end of Shazam where they had the Superman cameo, but it was just yeah, from the penis the- up, basically. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's exactly what they did. Go back and watch that last scene. That's exactly. No, I'm not gonna look. I just saw his his ass on his. It was his dick up to the middle of his torso. Well, clearly, Jake thought super- about some other things <laughs> a little bit harder than anybody else. Emphasis on harder. Yes. Very uh, good. Well, Jake, I'm not gonna hate on you for liking some hard stuff. Um, I thought that this movie was like an action movie. There was, you know, the zaniness, which made it fun. But some of the line delivery was a little stupid. Like, um, was that guy's name? Siv or whatever. Uh, yeah. Zaz. Zaz. Zaz, Yeah. um, Which is a a character from Batman. Yeah. He was. His lines were terrible. I liked his design. I liked the way he looked, but his his lines and his line delivery, they didn't really give him that yeah, much Yeah, it was that good. Um, I liked Ewan McGregor as the really flamboyant, over-the-top villain. Fun in, in the beginning, kind of awkward. Whenever he made that girl cut off her dress, it was kind of awkward. Which is always weird when the villain turns out to be a guy that is kind of gross, isn't it? <laughs> yes, he was like the kind of booger that you pick that is not fun. Right, it's kind of crusty and it bleeds a little bit when you pull it out. Yeah, not fun. But you know those ones that are like really long and stringy and then yeah. they pull the rest out as soon as you go like a mile long? Those are the best. And Harley Quinn's that you to me. You feel empty afterwards. I thought Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn was great. She, I thought she was the only one that really tried in this movie. She is de- she is definitely the one that is giving 110% for this. And the fact that I think it's telling that they are... Two things that they are, one, remaking Suicide Squad four years after the first one. And two, Harley Quinn is the only one that they are bringing back. Yes. <laughs> so it is. Rightfully be, so. Rightfully so. But it is telling that it's kind of like the whole Wonder Woman thing where they're just Gal Gadot's back and they're just going to. Gal tie Gadot. Her, Yeah, they're good. Sorry. They're going to tie her in somehow with some of the other um dc extended universe things very interesting you no longer have superman or batman maybe (laughs) will Um, he have a mustache will he not who knows (laughs) is it gonna be a weird thing where they cgi out his mustache sure why not yeah why not um i am i like the approach on this where it was more of like a deadpool kind of approach they def this was definitely something that was trying to emulate deadpool I don't know if they succeeded in exactly what they were going for. But it's okay to be different. But but definitely a Deadpool counterpart. I had fun with this. And we've talked about this before. Like when we started this podcast, it is fun sometimes when we see something that's kind of shitty and we get to make fun of it. But the whole time you're sitting there in the movie theater, it's not really a fun experience when you're like, this is actually bad. Yep, Hellboy. Kind of hate this, <laughs> and I feel like I've wasted time and money here. 
And you only really recoup that when we get to sit here in front of the microphone and bitch about it for about an hour at a time. Perfect. So, you know, we've done this for, for several movies where we, because of this medium, we've chosen to kind of engage with different types of movies and media that we wouldn't necessarily do if we weren't doing this podcast and talking about it. So this was something that if I personally wasn't doing this podcast, I definitely would have skipped. And yeah, I would uh, maybe in Redbox, I'd and watch I it. I feel that I wouldn't have even bothered with that. Honestly. Wow. But the fact that I am doing this now, I feel like I would have definitely missed out on something if I hadn't gone to see this. And, you know, we engage with good and bad stuff doing this. And this turned out to be something that was pretty good. I think the I want to say a pleasant surprise <laughs> that the set and costume designs were probably my favorite part of the movie. Excellent costumes. Um, the fight scenes were really good, too. I thought those were really good. It's an action movie. Bad dialogue, but everything else looks really cool. Um, the last scene wherever she's got the skates and stuff like that. I think that's cool. I really like that, too. I like her her costume, too. Yeah, I liked how they took something where it was like. Oh, Harley's on roller skates, but they took something that was like, of course, it's something weird she would do or off the wall. But it was mm-hmm. they, it was something that they functionally integrated within her costume design that has an actual purpose. And that was cool to see. Um, the end of the movie, I felt was more like girl power than actual standoff. Did you get that feeling, too? Uh, She's like, I'm Harley fucking Quinn. <laughs> And then she, you and McGregor blew up. Girl blew her up, blew him up, blew him up. Yeah, yeah, that was all it was. I mean, it wasn't like a huge like. He barely had time to say anything. Then he was like meat (laughs) chunks just into the ocean. Yeah, I, (sighs) I don't know if I necessarily got that kind of vibe from it, but it just seemed like you and McGregor played as Black Mask played such a cartoonish. It was all cartoonish, almost though. like must mustache twirling sort of villain. The, the fact that it's like he's definitely not going to be back for another one of these, so we might as well just blow him into little tiny meat chunks. Like it's pretty inconsequential. But Agreed. I I think that for the role he was hired for, he definitely served his purpose. Like I I liked him as a character in this. I liked I liked him in the beginning until he got creepy. He was. Because he's like a gangster trying to fill a sort of void. And part of the things that they do is people that they don't like, they will like string up and cut their faces off. You got to. Yeah. And then they'll like shrink them down like a like like it's kind of like one of those tribe weird tribal things where they have like the shrunken heads and stuff. And he was like, ugh. <laughs> and then there was that one girl where he he basically he murders her entire family and cuts her faces off in front of her because of the snot bubble. Yeah, and then she was like, "Please, you know, don't kill me." He's like, "All right, fine. I guess I won't." And she starts like sobbing and whimpering and he's like, "Is that a snot bubble? Got to take you out, girl." Ooh. He says "ooh" like five or six times in this movie and it's really funny each time because it's just like Really, dude? Like, <laughs> just a like, snot bubble. <laughs> just a snot bubble. But yeah, each time, each time that kind of thing happens, it's just like it, it's strange to see such a strange eccentric villain where he's like, "I'm willing to go to this sort of lengths, and I will do this, this, and this." But you know, I won't kill a kid unless they do something gross. I got to. In which case. <laughs> 
cutting that face off, shrinking it down. What do you think about how the story was started in the beginning? Because it kind of jumps around in the beginning. I think the beginning of this was my least favorite part. Really? Yeah. I This was the part where I was still struggling to... For me, a lot of movies, I'm like, I think I realized within the first 10 minutes or so whether I'm going to like this or not. But you didn't. Uh, this took me a little bit longer to kind of settle in just because you had that that fun animated intro where they're like mimicking the intro to like this 1960s Batman and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that. And then it kind of settled into about 15 minutes of Harley Quinn being sad about breaking up with a Joker, telling this person, not telling this person. Now she's drunk. Now she's stealing a truck. Now she's eating that egg sandwich that <laughs> yeah, that's at the very end, <laughs> which is <laughs> or, what every girl wants. We're not eating that egg sandwich, um, which I will say looks pretty good. <laughs> Ugh, add cheese on it and bacon murderers. Enjoy your food, but not eggs. Eggs is the one part of that that you're fine with. Yep. All right. Good enough. Uh, that's the world I live in. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, um, it was just silly. It was, it was a silly movie. It was slow starting. Which yeah. Which is weird to say for something that's only like an hour, 45 minutes long. But there's like, a lot of fucking battles and stuff in there, like fights and stuff. It, I think it was like an action movie. It definitely it definitely picks up. I think on. it was more geared to um, the ladies in the beginning. And I think afterwards it kind of became. It an, opens up to kind of be for everybody. everybody. Yeah. I think the breakup maybe is more geared towards like the ladies and like the sandwich and stuff like that. I think it's supposed to be kind of cute seeing kind of like maybe slightly crazy. You're sort of trying, it's trying to emotionally draw you in, but I think that Harley and the Joker's relationship is not, it's not like a real relationship in the sense that you well, have, it's not needed to really even mention. Exactly. But that you don't have mutual partners that are missing each other. It's a very like toxic you know kind of controlling sort of things so it's, yeah kind of like most relationships here in <laughs> in north carolina or just Walkertown or just in wow put any really throwing Walkertown under the bus i've been there and i've seen some things oh, you've seen some things oh i've seen some things well, Walkertown. Ugh. i've also heard hickory Hickory is also or Yactonville. These are all places in North Carolina that you should avoid if you're trying to look for love because you will not find your Prince Charming or Princess Charming there. Fair enough. Definitely. Because <laughs> it will be it will be a dud. But yeah, the action in this is really solid. I will say that this is some of the most grounded like I thought the last sort of fighting scene was like pretty really, gnarly and really different. Good. I really enjoyed the scene where she goes into the cop station and she's got like the confetti gun and snorts and, all the cocaine. Yeah, that too. That was also pretty good. Yeah. But she's got like the, the gun that shoots the, like the confetti bullets and the, um, the like color powder and stuff. Yeah. It was totally like, I Harley like Quinn. the precision of that where it was consistent in the fact that she shoots like seven or eight cops and she's got seven or eight of these canisters mm-hmm. and really deploys them in a sort of smart way. Like I haven't seen suicide squad, but I've read some of the differences between the way that Harley is used in that. Like she's recruited to the suicide squad because she has a certain set of skills. She's Liam Neeson. 
Yeah, and, I say. <laughs> I will find you. I could tell by the way that you suddenly tensed up on the microphone that you, you know, like that. <laughs> you beat me Sir, to the punch. A Damn it. Set of skills. Damn it. But, you know, she's recruited to the team for a certain set of skills, but she only really swings a baseball bat around and beats some people with it. But in this, she's. Do you think she's better off used in. Uh, in this. Yes. Minor roles. You think that would have been more supportive of this? I think that. Her performance does is able to carry this movie, but if it was just like her and there were no other major characters that she interacted with, like if it was a different, if it was a road trip or something where she's like running from the law or trying to escape and she's like meeting up with different people along Which the way. Which would be an interesting way to do a superhero movie, but yes, or a supervillain movie. <laughs> Anti-hero, basically, which is, you know, kind of what 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 it amounts to be here, but... I think that having a decent set of characters for her to play off is a nice way to balance that because her performance is really good, but it is, it's, it's almost like you need to dilute it somewhat by having her play off of someone else. Because I yeah. think that Harley Quinn is a character and especially this version too is, potent. Yeah. Pretty potent. You know, you need to water it down maybe just just a little bit. And I think they do it. Not with Jared Leto. A decent, not with no, Joaquin no. Phoenix, because those are two different worlds. No, two different worlds. And my God, I cannot imagine the amount of it just be like 45 minutes of shrieking and laughter and confetti guns of people dancing around and giant tidy whities. Well, it also takes place in two different it eras. Would be so much fucking dancing. <laughs> But interesting, yeah, you're right. Interesting to see those different depictions of Gotham where it's like grimy, covered in giant sacks of garbage and this. It's like more colorful and fun. The sun's out and it's really colorful. And I like the use of color in this. Yeah. Well, I think the sets are really great. They Um, are really good. You know, some of the acting and the writing is just not good. (laughs) The Huntress and the guy who played uh, was Zaz, Zaz, who was also in The Mechanical Man with uh, Jenna Fisher. I just looked that up and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this guy. He's done a lot better. He could have. I think it's the writing. His acting has been better in other movies as opposed to this movie. I've. I felt like Huntress, her characterization was especially really far off. In the Dude, it just wasn't developed at all. It was just like she's socially awkward and she learned to use a crossbow. And that's about it. Yeah. That's about as far as her, her character. Well, even like Rosie Perez and her like upsetness with the people that she has, like her... It her partner took the credit the and became the commissioner commissioner. And then like she, she was with some lady who was the, um, the chick from that movie, the Netflix movie with the, um, Asian gym. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but it's on Netflix and it's really good. Um, but yeah, it was kind of all over the place. And I just, I didn't, I wanted to like her character, but I just couldn't because there wasn't like a steady beat on her character. What did what did you think about Cassandra Kane eating that big diamond and the whole her character? Movie. Her acting was not that good. And they kept calling her kid, too. And that kind of annoyed me. Yeah. They're like, hey, kid, move out of the way, which is the comic book thing. Yeah. Um, but I would be like, hey, get out of the way. Move. 
How about the yeah. fact that the whole movie was centered on her having to take a shit and shitting this diamond out? It seems fitting for this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Black Canary yelling and passing out and not using her powers lame. to the fullest. That that part was lame. But otherwise, I enjoy that character. But that particular part was pretty lame. fucking dumb. We're Black Mass shows up and he's got like, I got all these guys and they're going to beat you up. And they do a pretty good job of beating everybody up. Yeah. They did, they, they, Margot Robbie was the best part of this movie. She well. tried. Black Canary screaming and making everybody deaf, but also propelling, propelling. Harley on roller skates. As she covers well, her yeah, ears. That was a nice touch. You actually, you noticed that. I yeah, didn't. she plugged her ears. She plugged her ears, which is and she got low. pretty funny. <laughs> She lowered her center of gravity and she really harnessed that. But it's so system. fitting for a movie like this where it's just like the rules don't really apply. Yeah. It was. This I, movie should get a sequel. I honestly do think it should I get a sequel. And this is coming from somebody that. The sequel probably wouldn't be as dreading good. going to see this in the theater and wound up actually having a good time. So. You need to go see it. Yeah. At I least like go it. see it and judge it for yourself. I think it was a fun time. I had a fun time too. I will say that a lot of DC movies lately hit or miss, but lately they're on. The- they've been more, f- they've been funner than the Marvel movies because yeah. the Marvel movies have, they've gone so far. There's more, um, there's more at stake. Yeah. So it's a lot higher. Um, I don't know. Like just is more weight, more risk and stuff like that. And it's not as fun and airy. DC has gotten more f- disconnected and i think is better because we've seen like even from like aquaman to shazam to joker to birds of prey those are all dc properties all produced by the same company but they're very very different films they all seem like kind of dumb movies done well in some cases yeah well yeah i think it's like action movies yeah like i think of aquaman and this movie and i'm like well those those movies are kind of dumb because some things don't add up but sometimes you don't need everything to add up to have a good time it's like a roller coaster it's like it doesn't have to be thought provoking or anything it just has to be entertaining true that well so that's that's birds of prey man go see it go see it honestly if you I think it's good. And if you want a sequel, all of you should go see it. Yeah. Or we can go see it together. Go see it. We're going to see it together. Go see it multiple times. I probably won't, but Hey, we we can go see Sonic next weekend. We could do that. Ryan, is there anything else you want to add at the end of this episode of almost? Nope. Got to go buy my Sonic tickets. That's all I know. That's next week, folks. Tune in for our review of Sonic the Hedgehog, which a year in the making, delayed for three whole months. So I can't. Ali Wong is her name. Ali Wong, like her. Yeah, in this very much. Always be my maybe. That's the move. That's what she was in. Yeah, she's good with Asian Jim. Her stand-up specials are really good. Yeah, she seems like she's pretty funny. Well, Ryan, as we say this end of this particular episode of Almost Accurate and at the end of every episode until next time folks Jake you got an appointment suck some dick at 2pm tomorrow yes I do hey it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 